You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. We say yes. Give somebody a high five. Come on. You may be seated. We appreciate the Lord. Let's thank God for our worship team. Glory, glory. Amen. God is in the house. And if He's in the house, it's the right place to be. You don't want to be where God is not. What are you looking for there? You want to be where God is. Amen. And uh, it's so good to see you tonight. I believe that you will be blessed. Amen. How many people's lives are being changed already? You, 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 you can see something is happening to you. Yeah. And um, it's not a cliche, but your life will not be the same. Amen. Okay? It will not be the same. So, we're going to go into the Word of God, but just stretch your hands to me. Just pray for me. Come on. My Lord, I thank you. I receive grace to communicate the oracles of God. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I bless you. I bless you. Oh, Lord, let there be a spirit-to-spirit communication. Speak through these lips of clay. Change somebody's life tonight. I take authority over every spirit that comes to pervert the word of God, to twist the word of God. Every lying spirit, every spirit that comes to steal the word of the kingdom. I declare that you have no place here. You have no assignment here. And I declare that there will be healing, there will be deliverance, there will be transformation, there will be revelation, there will be elevation by the ministry of the word tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. We've been talking about seeing in the spirit. And I've been getting lots of testimonies of how God is speaking to people strongly and more precisely. My wife was sharing with me about how there's a sense of awareness that has come upon her, you know, since we started this series. So I, I, I want you to know that if you will take this word serious, your life cannot be the same. Oftentimes, God's people have this attitude of um, familiarity with His Word. So you can become familiar with the Word and you are not able to benefit from it. Because you tell yourself, oh, I know that. (laughs) Hmm? Yeah. The reason why many people are not being changed by John 3.16 is because they are familiar with that verse. 
Yeah, they've been hearing it from Sunday school. So they have become familiar with the word. And so the power in that word is not effective in their lives. And that's often one of the things that the enemy uses to rob us of God's power and of the supernatural power of God's word in our lives. Because we just take it as mere information. And I know we're living in an information age. But you have to go beyond information. You have to go from information to revelation. And you have to even move from revelation because there is another level after that. Glory to God. So, I want to share with you a very, something that um, came strongly to me. Because as we begin to deal, as we've been dealing with this aspect of seeing in the Spirit, many of us are really excited about that. We're really looking forward to how we can engage the spiritual realm and see the things of the Spirit, hear God, and, and, and so on. And that's great. It's part of, it's part of um, what Jesus did for you when you got born again. But the Lord brought to my attention the need to address certain things, failing which many people can be deceived. Glory to God. Yeah. So I call it obstacles to true spiritual vision. All right. There are obstacles to you seeing. The things of God. Seeing the visions of God. Seeing into the Spirit. Alright? And even if you see and you don't deal with what I'm about to share with you, you can be misled. You can be misled. So, there are several things, but I'm just going to pick one aspect and we'll look at it from different angles, okay? And that is called the heart. Yes, we've mentioned that. We keep coming back to this subject of the heart. Have you noticed that? Why? Because we haven't gotten it yet. So God keeps stressing it. He keeps stressing it. Because we can hear it so much that we become familiar with it. And the Lord wants me to really emphasize the importance of paying attention and caring for your heart if you really want to see. If you want to see the true, pure vision of God. Okay. So, let's start by looking at a, a scripture in Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 17. In Jeremiah chapter 17, and we'll read verse 9. Jeremiah 17, let me open it. You know that scripture, popular scripture. It says that the heart is deceitful. Some people will read that and they'll say, well, you know, in the New Testament, we don't really 
this doesn't really apply to us because um, we are born again. Well, let's read it. It says, the heart is deceitful above all things. Let's pause there. The heart is what? Deceitful above all things. So your heart's capacity to deceive you huh, is more than any other thing that can deceive you. Let it sink. Your heart, the heart is deceitful above all things. So in other words, even Satan's ability to deceive you huh, is not as strong as your heart's ability to deceive you. Does that make sense? It's scary. But it's in the Bible. And I'm not here to scare you, but I just want to bring to your awareness. <laughs> if I may borrow my wife's words. Bring to your awareness the potential of your heart to deceive you. It's serious. Turn to someone and say, it's really serious. So the heart is deceitful, and the Hebrew word for deceitful there means crooked. Huh? It means crooked. The heart is crooked. So imagine if you are seeing in the spirit, you see with the eyes of your heart. Now imagine a heart that is already crooked. Can a crooked heart see straight? Okay. So it means crooked. It also means polluted. Hmm? Have you ever drank polluted water? Would you like that some? Huh? This, this water is pure. <laughs> but if you see me dropping something and I give you to drink, will you drink it? You don't trust me. Not to, that some, not to that point, right? Yeah. So, your heart, we've said before, your heart speaks of your spirit and your soul. Okay? The part of you, for the people who say this does not apply to New Testament believers, listen to me. You are being deceived already if you say that. Why? Because your heart is made up of your spirit and your soul. Your soul is the seat of your emotions, huh? your will, and what? Your mind. Alright? So, if Jesus says, Whoever will say to this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt, but shall believe that whatever he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says, right? Shall not doubt where? In his heart. Now, if your heart, if you are born again, how many born again people have doubted? 
I mean, is anybody here? Since you got born again, have you doubted before? Now, do you know that doubt is a sin? Where did it happen? In your heart. So, how can you say that your heart cannot deceive you because you are born again? If you can doubt even after being born again. Huh? Touch your neighbor say, please don't be deceived. Yeah. Another meaning of the word deceitful, the Hebrew word, it means slippery. So how many people can run on a slippery slippery surface? Huh? You just be running. Come on. Can you do that? Even when you're walking, you're at risk. Yes? So, a deceitful heart is a slippery heart. So, someone whose heart is deceived can slip into hell without knowing. You get my point? Yeah, you can slip off the path that God has for you because of your heart. Because you didn't pay attention to your heart. And I'm telling you, there are many, many people that um, love God and have really missed it. Despite their sincerity and love for God. Because they didn't pay attention to the heart. Okay? So, if you can take care of this area of your life, it becomes more difficult for the enemy to deceive you. Because the enemy needs your heart in order to deceive you. He needs the cooperation of your heart. Glory to God. So that's why the Bible says, keep your heart with all diligence. So you want to see in the spirit, you better work on your heart. Because if you don't work on your heart, actually the reason why God will not allow some people into that dimension is because their hearts are not ready. Yeah. And that's not to say that if you, if you see, then you can't be deceived. That's even deception on its own. When, if you start thinking like that. But the point is this. If God sees that, if He allows you to start operating in a particular dimension, you will have a particular attitude that will mislead you. How many people know that it's wise for God to stop you? From getting into that dimension. Yeah. And so that's why he wants me to share this with you. Okay. My Lord. May the Lord cleanse our hearts. Purify our hearts. He says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Then he says, I the Lord search the heart. I test the mind even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. So, God investigates the heart. 
He's constantly investigating the heart. And I want you to know something that if I'm telling you, because God spoke to me strongly about this matter. If we don't pay attention to what goes on in our hearts, the enemy is going to come and sow seeds. He sows those seeds, he walks away. And by the time the seed matures, he comes back and he reaps a harvest. Okay. So, now, since you can see that the heart is deceitful, <laughs> how does it apply to visions? No wonder Jesus said, I just remember, Matthew chapter 5 verse 8, it says, Blessed are the what? Pure in heart, for they shall see, see God. Yeah. So, if your heart does not matter, if the state and the condition of your heart does not matter, Jesus will not make that statement. Now, how many people know that what Jesus said is applicable to us today? Because I know some smart Bible teachers believe that, you know, we should just live in the epistles and forget about what Jesus said. That's another deception. How can you put aside the words of the chief cornerstone and you want to build? What, are you going, what, are, what do you want to build? The chief cornerstone himself, the head of the church himself, says something. Then you become, you get one wave of revelation. And that's to tell you where that revelation came from. To put the words of Jesus aside. We clap for you. Very smart fool. <laughs> Glory to God. We have to be careful. Turn to someone and say, watch what goes on in your heart. So it doesn't deceive you. Yeah, because I have seen people, because they are gifted, and it doesn't matter what they do, the gift still flows, they think that they are okay. Is that not so? Yeah. Just be careful. Because by the time that realm opens to you, and you start operating there, and you think, because you can see vision, you are okay. So you start seeing visions and then at the same time you are going around and you are, you know, chasing everything in a skirt. And you think that because you have not lost the ability to see in the spirit, you think you are okay. And you tell me about grace. Oh my God. Very slippery grace. Believe you me, people... It's not correct. I will not lie to you. It's not the truth. People have walked away from this church because I will not compromise this aspect. And they have told me to my face because I will not compromise this aspect. I would rather die than not tell you the truth. Before I start preaching a lie, may God take me. 
Amen. But I'm committed to teaching the truth. I'm feeding you with the truth. Even if you don't like me, it's fine. Hello? Yeah. It's okay. As a matter of fact, one of the things that's going to affect your ability to walk with God is if your heart is not circumcised. Hmm? If you look at Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 6. Let's read there. Deuteronomy chapter 30. It says, And the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul that you may live. You see that? Okay, fine. We are the circumcision of God in Christ Jesus. According to Romans, Paul says that we are the circumcision of God. Yes, there, is, there are different aspects of circumcision, spiritual circumcision. We're not talking about circumcision physically, where you go to the bush and whatever happens there. That's not what the Bible is talking about. He's talking about a heart condition. And what is circumcision? It's circumcision is cutting off of the foreskin. Huh? The foreskin of the flesh. The, the, the excess flesh. Glory to God. So there is some excess flesh, excess flesh from your sinful Adamic nature in your heart that has a propensity for deception. And so when your heart is circumcised, that ability of your heart to deceive you is curbed. Do you understand? And it's not a once-off experience. There's a once-off once circumcision which happens when you get born again. But there is progressive circumcision. Just like you, you get born again, instantly you are born again. But then progressively your soul is being saved according to James. Hallelujah. And futuristically, you will be saved. When Jesus appears, your body will be saved. Your spirit is saved. Your soul is being saved as you get renewed by the word of God. Like the word you are receiving now is actually saving your soul. It's reclaiming the part of your soul that was lost to sin. There is a part of your thinking that has been corrupted by sin. So when you sit down and you listen to anointed word, what happens is that your soul is being saved. It's a progressive experience. And that's why you must not, you must, you must, you must not be like one of those Christians that comes to church once a month or once every six weeks. You are missing out because your soul, you are delaying the salvation of your soul. Yeah, you are stalling your spiritual development. Wow. There is a culture that surprises me. Mm. How Christians can just sit down and do something else when they have an opportunity to progress in the salvation of their soul. Oh, well, my uncle came to visit me. Why can't you bring him to church? Are you, are you ashamed to, 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 to preach your uncle or to let your uncle know that you're a believer? 
Are you ashamed of Jesus? Are you ashamed of the gospel? Huh? Do you, if your heart is not circumcised, let me tell you some of the things that will happen to you. Okay? If your heart is not circumcised, number one, one of the things you will notice is that you will love other things more than God. Yeah, you love your pleasure more than God because that's self-worship. So you love yourself more than you love God. So because of that, God cannot speak to you. There are certain instructions you cannot receive from God because your love for self is so strong that you find it hard to obey God. So that's what happens when your heart is not circumcised. When your heart is not circumcised, you will love the world more than God. <laughs> John, First John, I think chapter 2, it says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Alright? Now, it's not a contradiction. The Bible says, God, for God so loved the world. The world that God loved is the people. Amen. It's not the system. Yes. Do you get my point? So when he says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world, huh? what he's saying is that you shouldn't love the system of this world. Yes. Don't. Don't fall in love with the greed of this world. Are you getting my point? Yeah, because the love, the, 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 the love of the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. That's what the Bible says. That's what John said. So he's saying, listen, if, if, what I'm saying is this, if your heart is not circumcised, you will just gravitate towards the world. And if you love the world, he says the love of the, of the Father is not in you. Can you see it there? 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. Hmm? See? Do not love the world. All the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Yeah. And the world is passing away and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Glory to God. So imagine there are some people that cannot, they cannot, um, like for instance, pride of life. Okay? Pride of life you want to do things, you want to show that you are whatever, you have whatever. Ah, I don't care how much is in your bank account. I don't care how many mansions you have. I don't care. God doesn't even care about that. Because it doesn't impress God. Do you get my point? So if that is, if you love that more than God... What's going to happen is that when God instructs you, like Jesus said to the rich young ruler, that's to tell you he loved the world. Okay? So Jesus said to him, sell all that you have and come and follow me. 
Because Jesus was just trying to prove to him that he was lying, that he has kept all the commandments from childhood. Oh, well, I've, I've kept all of this from my childhood. He says, one thing you lack. One thing, one thing, one thing. You lack one thing. If you really love God, because it's, that's, that's part of it. If you really love God, sell everything you have. And come and follow me. And the Bible says, he went away sorrowful. What, what kind of sorrow is that? Is his love. You see, his heart was not circumcised. If he had done Deuteronomy chapter 30, he would not have had a problem with that instruction. Are you getting my point? So it doesn't matter the kind of vision he's seeing. Huh? It doesn't matter the heaven that has opened or the angels that are, you know, blowing trumpets around him. It doesn't matter as long as he cannot detach himself from material things at the instruction of Jesus. He says, it's not worthy of the kingdom. Now, is there anything wrong with material things? No. As a matter of fact, God has made your plans to bless you. But he doesn't want any idol in your heart. That's what it is. That's what it is about. If if all that that consumes you is your beauty, your physical beauty, that's vanity. Are you getting me? Now, that vanity is going to corrupt your heart. And it's going to corrupt your perception. And there are things God cannot tell you to do because you are too attached to that. So the Lord was telling me, he says, look, there are things that if we don't deal with, when he starts moving and he starts speaking, many of us will backslide. Now, you can't think that you will backslide. Am I correct? Because you sing, I love you, Lord. Greater than anything, I love you, Lord. More than my heart could sing, I love you, Lord. Hey, well done for loving God. But he's saying, are you ready to give up anything for me? I know this is not a common message. This is not a preached message. Hallelujah, pastor. Amen. <laughs> yeah, but this is the truth. This is the truth. And I know that God is taking us somewhere. That's why he's speaking to us like this. He wants to entrust us with some things. Some major stuff. And I said to the Lord, Lord, I'm ready to give up anything. I'm ready to give up anything. If you want me to start all over, if you want me to walk away, I'm ready to do that. As long as it is your will. As long as it is what you want. I don't want to be attached to anything. Listen to me. If success is more important to you than God, that is an idol. And there are are things you cannot give up. And as long as you cannot give up anything... 
Yeah. Then you see that your vision will now begin to, that heart condition will begin to shade your visions. Do you get my point? Yeah, to begin to shade your vision. If, if pride of life is in your heart, you f- your sense of importance, huh? your sense of you are intoxicated with your sense of importance. Huh? So now when somebody walks and he talks to you, how you feel you should not be talked to. Ah, There's going to be civil war. Yeah, why, why, why did she talk to me like this? Why didn't she talk to me like this? Or why didn't he address me like this? He didn't even address me by my title. Or he didn't, you know, it's crazy. But this is what the Bible is saying is the world. When he says love not the world, don't love position. Come on. Don't love position more than God. Don't love titles more than God. Apostle, bishop, reverend, doctor, professor, whatever it is you call yourself, don't love that more than God. Yeah. These are the things that are hindering people from seeing God. If you disrespect me, it's up to you. But I'm not going to freak about it. Really, honestly, I don't care. I really don't care. It's up to you. If you dishonor me, it's up to you. You are the one that won't be blessed. If you're familiar with me, you won't be blessed. Yeah, but I have no problem. My heart is pure. I remain open. I remain simple. Glory to God. So if you don't have enough sense to guard your heart, that heart will deceive you. Let me give you an example. Let's look at 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter, chapter 15. Pastor, what has this got to do with spiritual vision? It has everything. Everything. It has everything to do with it. Okay? Look at uh, 1 Samuel chapter 15. This was after uh, Samuel gave Saul instructions. He says, um, wait for me, I'm coming back, you know. And I'll come and sacrifice with you and all of that. And God even instructed him to kill every, everything. <laughs> every Amorite. And he spares Agag. Meanwhile, he doesn't realize that that instruction was based on a promise that God made to um, Israel in the wilderness. I'm going to wipe out Amalek. Because of how they treated my people. So now the time has come for it to be fulfilled. And Saul had the privilege of being the one 
to execute that judgment. And he spares the guy. So Samuel comes and he's, he's upset with him because he, he disobeys God. He spares some of the, 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 the oxen and you know, the sheep. And he spares King Agag. But look at, for the sake of time, let's just read um, from verse 23. It says, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he also has rejected you from being king. Then Saul said to Samuel, now look at this. This is where I'm going to. I have sinned. For I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and your words. Because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. Can you see that? Where is that from? In the heart. Fear is usually in the heart. So the fear of man. Huh? And the desire for honor from men was what misled him. So if what people say or think about you is more important, touch someone, say it's not about you. Yeah, it's about God. It's not about you. I don't care how you feel about it. Just put yourself aside and do God's will. So Saul was looking at the people and he even, he had the gods to even ask Samuel, please come and sacrifice with me. You know, come honor me before the people. Do you understand? That's the pride of life. Honor me before the people. At least this one time. So, in, in private, I have failed. But in public, wow. let it just appear as though everything is perfect. Come on. Yeah. So, he was just... He, this guy was not getting the point. If he had heeded Deuteronomy chapter 30, he would not have been in this state. But he didn't pay attention to his heart. So the desire to please people can be a snare to you. The Lord spoke to me while I was meditating. He said, if you love anything more than me, that thing will become your snare. Hmm? If you love position more than God, that position is what Satan will use to misdirect you. Do you understand me? Yeah. If you love money more than people or more than God, oh my Father, you have sown evil in your heart. And you will get visions that will mislead you. <laughs> if offense, you know, your, it's pride that leads to offense. Do you know that, eh? Well, if you want to check, the last time you got offended, what was it that offended you? Was it because the kingdom of God was not being advanced? Huh? Come on. Let's talk about it. 
Huh? Is it because, you know, the devil was oppressing somebody and you were offended at that? Huh? Was it because a soul was being misled and you were offended at that? What, what was it that offended you? What I want you to see is that we are all guilty. We are all guilty. Huh? Next thing, your mouth is up. Nobody can talk to you. Because your pride has been affected. Hmm? They greet you. <laughs> what is that? It's a heart condition. It's a heart condition. You cannot be corrected. You have done wrong and you cannot take correction. What kind of a heart is that? How can God now usher you into where we're going? It, with that kind of heart, it will destroy you. So God will just say, okay, just leave him there. Huh? Just leave her there. I think it's safer at that level. It's safer at that level. Then the rest of us will be, will be rising. And you'll be there. Just watching. Wow, awesome. Is that what you want? Say, so better take this word serious. Touch your neighbor. Say, I think he's talking to you. Okay, he's talking to me. You don't, you don't sound brave. <laughs> Tell the person, I think he's talking to me. <laughs> yeah. At least nobody will get offended. Yeah. It's amazing what offends us. Yeah, even in church, people get offended. I preached one time, somebody got offended and left the church. Said, I was being too hard. <laughs> oh my Lord. Anyway, it's a sign of the last days. It says, in the last days, many will depart from the faith. Men will not endure sound doctrine. They will not be able to endure. So there are some teachings that require endurance. Not every teaching is... There are some you say... There are some you say, ouch. Amen. It's all part of it. Because circumcision is not pleasurable. Because there are some messages that are sent to circumcise your heart. Do you get my point? Yeah, so these kind of messages are messages of circumcision. So when they've come like that, you embrace it because it's going to cut off certain things. Excess flesh. Excess sinful nature. The Amplified calls it rampant uh, <laughs> how does he put it again? Rampant overflow of, of wickedness. It's amazing. The Bible is amazing. If you read it, it will help you. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So every time, all you think about is how you look, how you feel. Hello. <laughs> You're not even thinking of how the Lord feels. Huh? Come on. 
And so because of that, people begin to backstab each other. They begin to do all kinds of things. Why? Because they're not thinking. They only love themselves. And now it's even difficult to do things with believers. Am I correct? You know what I'm talking about. Don't give me that holy look. You know exactly what I mean. (laughs) May God deliver us. If we have more circumcised believers that love God, there's going to be a big difference. So, let me show you another scripture. Look at Ezekiel. Chapter 14. Don't worry, it will end well. (laughs) Tell your neighbor there's a happy ending. (laughs) Some people would rather die than (laughs) receive these kind of things, but you are not like that. I thank God for your life. You love the truth. And that's why you're here. Ezekiel chapter four, uh, 14. Sorry. It says, verse 1, Now some of the elders of Israel came to me and sat before me. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, these men have set up their idols in their hearts. And put before them that which causes them to stumble into iniquity. Should I let myself be inquired of be inquired of at all by them? Should I? He's asking Ezekiel, should I agree? These people, these elders, they came to the prophet. You know, in the Old Testament days, only the prophets, the priests, and the kings were anointed. So the congregation didn't have the Spirit of God. So they needed to go to the prophet to hear what God is saying. Okay? You are fortunate today because you have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit can speak to you directly. As we are teaching now so that you can, you can have the ability to access the will of God. And to walk in the will of God and the path that God has for you. For them, they needed to go to the prophet. Prophet, what is God saying? Listen to me. Today, you don't need to go to a prophet to hear what God is saying. Okay? I know there is a, a, you know, let's not go there. (laughs) Let's not go there. Okay. Primarily, the Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Not as many as are led by prophets. Do you know that even visions is not supposed to be the primary way that God leads you? Yeah. It's supposed to be complementary. So it's supposed to complement the leading of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. The primary way God leads His children today as New Testament believers is through the Word and the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit can show you a vision, right? It's like when He shows you a vision, He doesn't give you details. So the the vision might be just to stop you from taking the wrong step, 
you know. But he doesn't give you the full details. It's like when I said, when, we, when, when God called us to this nation, and I went to uh, discuss it with my superiors at that time, I was, I was asked, okay, what did God say you should go and do in South Africa? I said, I don't know. He just said, come over to South Africa and help us. Yeah. That's all I saw. Yeah. And guess what? He says, that's not God. Because if it's God, he will give you the full details. Oh, Makari What happened to the scripture that says, we know in part, we prophesy in part. So the vision you see will always be a part. It will never, never be the full. Okay? So if you live your life just by visions and dreams, you will get into trouble. Okay? It's important to see visions and to have dreams, but it's not the primary way. Hello? Did you hear me? It is not the primary way that God will lead you. The Holy Spirit should be your closest friend. Where did I say? Okay, when Ezekiel. All right. Ezekiel 14. So look at what God says now in verse 4. He says, Therefore speak to them and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Every one of the house of Israel who sets up his idols in his heart and puts before him what causes him to stumble into iniquity, then comes to the prophet I, the Lord, will answer him who comes according to the multitude of his idols. Can you imagine that? God is saying, okay, fine. Since you have decided to idolize yourself, for example, because that's the modern day idolatry. You know, it's easy to read the Old Testament and say, ah, these people, they were worshipping other gods. Meanwhile, you are worshipping yourself. Today... How? How do you worship yourself? You worship yourself when you will not inconvenience yourself for God. If God tells you to do something and you put yourself first, then you have become your own idol. Alright? Some people worship, they worship their position more than God. So their position is more important. If God tells them to do something and they are going to lose that position, they will rather disobey God than lose that position. So that position has become an idol. Glory to God. Some people, when God sends them, go talk to this person. They they feel that this person is going to be offended, so they won't do it because it's going to offend this person. So because of that, they won't do that. You know what? That's the pride of life. So they... The, 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 the way they are received or perceived or loved is more important to them than obeying God. So they won't do it. So God says, okay, fine. When you come to inquire, according to the multitude of the idols of your heart, that's how I'm going to speak to you. That is serious. So that means even when you have a vision, if, you know, if there are idols in your heart, that, those idols can, can produce visions. Are you getting my point? 
So if, if you have an idol in your heart, and that idol is, let's say if it's uh, lost for somebody, because that's common, right? Then, so if your idol is lost, when you see this, <laughs> whether it's guy or lady, the moment you see, oh my God. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Now, if that, if that is how you are, when the spirit starts moving and people are seeing visions, you will see. No, 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 I'm telling you. You, you, you are going to see a vision. But that vision was produced, it's, it's a reflection of the idol. So when the spirit is moving and all that people are flowing in the spirit, what is going to flow out of you will be according to the idols of your heart. Glory to God. In modern day, they call it crush. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying, I mean, it's, it's normal for for you to be attracted to the opposite sex is normal. There's nothing abnormal about that. But it's abnormal for you to be lustful. They're not the same. Otherwise, how are you going to marry if you don't have any attraction? It's like me. Those days, I used to think that I was called to be... <laughs> Like Apostle Paul. <laughs> Anytime I saw a lady, my eyes would go red. Get away from me! <laughs> ah, I was so focused, man. I just want to serve God. I don't want to be distracted. Hmm? And then I went to visit, I went to visit a father in the Lord. He said, son, the Lord asked me to tell you to pray about marriage. He says, if you don't sort it out now, you'll be in trouble in future. I was angry. I got offended. Officially offended. When I drove from his house, I was just angry. How can he tell me that? And I'm busy complaining. This man, you know, who asked him? I'm not, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> As I was complaining, the Holy Spirit said, Did he say you should marry? He said you should pray. <laughs> What is wrong with prayer? Oh, my God. So I said, Lord, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay. Then I prayed. You. Yeah. It's a prayer that ended. <laughs> Glory to God. After the prayer... The attraction happened. But you see, if I didn't have the capacity to be attracted, 
turned out it would have have its own complications. All right? So why am I saying that? If you are attracted, it doesn't mean you have sinned. But if you are lustful, it's a problem. Some of you are attracted, but you are afraid. Huh? You are afraid. May God deliver you from that fear. Especially young men. All these men, these single men. You better bind every spirit of fear. I release you in the name of Jesus. Receive courage. Receive boldness. And see all these daughters of Abraham feeding on good diet. You don't, don't you know that it matters who you have in your life as a, as a wife? Because she is what she eats. Now, if she's eating spiritual junk uh, from some so-called prophet or wherever, and you go and you got to marry down. You'll be in trouble. Yeah. You'll have too many complications. But if you are feeding on the same diet, it's easier. Hello? Yeah, it's easier. Why? Because, because you, you, you are growing together spiritually. I didn't plan to say that. Glory to God. So, what are we saying? Your heart can affect your vision. Okay? So, purify it. Always pay attention. Even if you allow, for, if you allow offense, offense can affect what you see. Yeah, you can wake up now and see that this person is, is going to die because the person offended you last week. I'm serious. Yeah. Because if you harbor it, bitterness. By the time, the Bible says, don't allow bitterness to spring up in you. Whereby many are defiled. So if you allow it in your heart, where does bitterness reside? It's in the heart. And born again Christians have bitterness. Born again Christians have strife. They have envy. There's envy. Among God's people. Can you believe that? There's envy. So, we need to watch. Don't, God blesses somebody. Celebrate with them. Amen. Do you get my point? Don't look at them and say, Why? why is, are you the only one? Don't, don't, don't have that kind of attitude. It's not good. S- learn to celebrate with people. And genuinely celebrate their victories. Genuinely celebrate people's testimonies. Somebody said to me, is it only you God is blessing all the time? Every time, you, every time. Is it my fault? <laughs> if God chooses to bless me, what... Should I tell God, God, okay, don't bring it this way. Go and distribute it. God is not a socialist. 
He's not. There are principles. And, you know, somebody once said, you know, the reason why God is doing this for you is because you're a pastor. I said, what? I'm surprised you can say that. Hmm? How many pastors do you know who are not experiencing this? I mean, without manipulation, without exploitation, without compelling people. And you, the thing is that you ain't seen nothing yet. Hallelujah. If we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, every other thing shall be added. One of these days, um, no, it was last year, I was praying in the office. And while I was praying, God, God began to speak to me about a particular, a particular place where some people go to worship. And he began to speak to me. He says, people that go there will find it hard to love him. And I'm like, what? He says, yeah, those guys will find it hard to love him with all their hearts. Why? Because of what is being presented to them. So, if if your heart cannot be circumcised... And if you cannot begin to learn to love God genuinely, it will be easy for you to be misled. Now, you might make mistakes, but if your love for God is strong, it will be easy for God to lead you, to redirect you. Are you following me? Yeah, that's what happened to David. He, he, he killed, I mean, he committed adultery, and then he went to kill the husband. Wow. Wow. Double crime. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, but Saul didn't do what David did. Mm-hmm. Saul just spared Agag. Yes. Huh? He didn't kill anybody. No. In fact, he, he refused, he didn't want to kill the man. Mm-hmm. And he even spared the animals. Yeah. So he's a nice guy. So you think that because of that, David's offense was more. But look at how God does not think like us. But because of the love David has, thou desirest truth in the inward parts. In the hidden parts, you will make me to know wisdom. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence. Take not your Holy Spirit away from me. You see, God was more valuable to David than the throne. You can take everything else, but keep Live, live your spirit with me. You see, he loved the spirit of God more. He loved God more than his throne. But guess what? Saul loved the throne more than God. Very, very different. So why am I saying this? Let's check our hearts all the time. Can you to Keep watch over your heart. If your child, if you love your child more than God, God is a jealous God. And he is not going to take it lightly. 
If you love your wife more than God, he's a jealous God. He will not take it lightly. Do you understand me? Even ministry, if you love ministry more than God, he's going to see it as competition. Ministry can become an idol. So there are many idols that need to be dethroned so that we can see clear visions of God. We can see true visions of God. Hallelujah. So when, you, when, when God speaks, you will hear clearly. Your vision will not be distorted. Your vision will not be corrupted. Your vision will not be crooked. Do you understand me? Because that's what the deceitful heart does. It twists things. So God will show you something about God will show you something about maybe your spouse and if, if your heart is not right you can you can take the wrong decision. My Lord, I think I've said enough. Glory to God. My Lord. Mighty God. What do you love more than God? Hmm? Is there anything? Let me give you one scripture, then I'll stop. I promise. First Kings chapter 11. This one, I, I think we need to. Uh, First Kings chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. It says, but Solomon loved many foreign women as well as the daughter of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidonians, and Hittites, from the, from the nations of whom the Lord had said to the children of Israel, you shall not intermarry with them, nor they with you. Surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. Solomon clung to these in love. So what you love can be your snare. Amen. Amen. What do you love? <laughs> I think it's time for introspection. Let's begin to look at ourselves. What is it that is going to make me to disobey God? What is it that I love so much that I struggle with? When God speaks, can God ask you to give up anything? You know, I gave up my childhood dream. My wife gave up her own dream as well. We are here because we gave up. We gave up our home, we gave up our comfort, we gave up so many things. And we came to this place. And we face a lot of hostility. For years, years of hostility. Years of being labeled all kinds of things. Years of being called all kinds of things. But I'm like, God spoke. Whatever it will take. Let's stand up on our feet.
I don't want to cling to anything. I don't want to love anything or anyone more than God. Even your comfort. You cannot love your comfort more than God. Can God send you to anywhere? There are some of us, God cannot even afford to speak to us. Because our hearts are not ready. Our hearts are not ready to obey God. There are some of you, you need to give up some, some relationships. Because those relationships have become a snare to you. They have become a snare to you. Those relationships keep taking you away from God. Give them up. You can't love that more than God. Just talk to the Lord. Ask the Lord to help you. Lord, help us. Circumcise my heart to love you. And some of you, you can't give up anything for God. It's, 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 you can only give up what is convenient for you to give up. Even your career must not become an idol. Don't let anything become your idol. Or else it will affect your vision. Mighty God, help us. Mighty God. Anything that will hinder you from making the kingdom of God your first priority, let those things be dealt with right now. Lord, I ask that you will circumcise our hearts circumcise our hearts oh God Lord cut off everything that will hinder us everything that will limit our capacity to love you our capacity to obey you our capacity oh Father to please you let those things be dealt with in our lives mighty God mighty God I thank you Jesus I give you glory, praise and honor. Mighty God, let there be no place for pride, pride of life in my heart. My sense of importance must not become a stumbling block, a snare to me. What people think about me must not become a snare to me. Mighty God, help us. Help us, Lord God. I don't want to love the system of the world. I don't want to love the world. I love you. I want to love you more. I want to love you as I should. Let that be our desire. Let that be our prayer. Help me to love you more than life. More than I love myself. Mighty God. Mighty God. We bless your name. Help us tonight. Do a work. Do a surgery in us. 
Lord my God, anything that will hinder us from entering into the next dimension that you have for us, let it be removed from our hearts. Purge our hearts, O oh God. My Lord and my God, circumcise our hearts. Purify our hearts. Create in us a clean heart. Oh my God. Oh my God. Lord my God. Let there be no place for jealousy. Let there be no place, oh Father, for strife. Let there be no place for envy. Let there be no place for, for pride in our hearts, oh God. Let there be no place. Mighty God. So that we can walk in your glory. We can walk in your power. We can walk, oh Father God, in your kingdom. My Lord. So that we can walk in our kingship without any restriction, without any hindrance. My Lord and my God. Mighty God, deliver us from ourselves. Some of us need to be delivered from ourselves. Our sense of self-importance has become a snare to us. People walk around some of us like eggs because anything will offend us. Lord, break that pride. In the name of Jesus. Mighty God. Mighty God. Liberate us, O God. Help us, O Father, to become the kind of warriors you have called us to be. To be the kind of kings you have called us to be. Lord God, we want to be like David. Oh God, that was a man after your heart. Oh God. Mighty God. He was able to overcome his errors. He was able to overcome his imperfections. He was able to overcome his weaknesses. And now you have given him an eternal kingdom. We want to be like David. My Lord. Work that in us. We don't want to lose our destiny. Because of our heart condition. We don't want to lose our future. Oh God. Because of, of our attitudes. Oh God. My Lord and my God. I pray oh Father. That even help us as a church. That we will not miss you. Help us oh Father. Deliver us from every form of pride. Deliver us, oh Father God, from every, every heart condition that does not please you, oh Father. Lord, I pray, oh Father, you would help me as well. Mighty God, I ask for more grace. The Bible says that grace that brought salvation to all men has appeared unto us, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly loss, we should live righteously and soberly in this world. Let your grace teach us. Let your grace teach us how to guard our hearts. Let your grace teach us how to protect our hearts. Let your grace teach us, oh Father, how to manage our hearts. In the name of Jesus, let that grace be multiplied in this house. Let that grace be multiplied in this house. That nobody in this house will live Oh, Father, the same way. That let everyone, oh, Father, God, leave us a new person. Thank you, Father. I give you praise. Our hearts will be pure. You said, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Lord, purify our hearts. Let the blood of Jesus be applied to every heart here. Let the blood of Jesus be applied to every heart here. Right now, to purge us, oh, God. Remove every deposit. Every deposit that we've carried. Every baggage that we have carried in our lives. My Lord and my God. 
Let it be removed right now. Let it be cleansed by the blood. We apply the blood of Jesus. We apply the blood of Jesus to our minds, to our emotions. Oh God, to our thoughts. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You're going to walk in your kingship. You're going to walk in power. You're going to walk in glory. Yes. By, by virtue of what God's word has done in you, tonight, I'm telling you, you're going to be elevated. You'll be entrusted with more. In the name of Jesus. I want you to receive grace right now. Receive grace for more. Receive grace. Receive wisdom to guard your heart. Receive the wisdom, the skill. Receive the skill, the necessary skill to protect your heart in the name of Jesus. Receive the ability to spot the enemy. Every plot of the enemy, every device, every strategy of the enemy to find his way into your heart. Receive the discernment to see him, to identify him, to spot him and to deal with him ruthlessly in the name of Jesus. Receive that strength. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just say this after me, Heavenly Father. Say it like you mean it, Heavenly Father. I thank you for your word that has come to me tonight. I've received your word. According to your word, let it be unto me. In the name of Jesus. I receive grace. I receive strength. I receive discernment. Pure visions will flow through me. In the name of Jesus. Satan will not have any place. In my heart. In the name of Jesus. Every entanglement. Every attachment of the world upon my life that has become a snare is broken right now in the name of Jesus. The snare is broken over my life, over my family. The snare is broken. The snare is broken. The snare is broken. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I, I, I see a, as, as we're declaring that I saw a, a, a chain being shattered. Hallelujah. The snare is broken. The snare is broken. Hallelujah. You are free. I say you are free. In the name of Jesus. You are free. Yes. The enemy's hold over your soul has been shattered. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Begin to appreciate him. Thank you, Lord. 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 I declare the Lordship of Jesus even over your heart. Let Jesus be enthroned in every heart here. Jesus, take your rightful place. Just say this after me, Jesus. Take your place. Take your place as the King of my life. As the King of my life. I crown you. I crown you. King. King. 
over my life, over my life, over my heart. Over my heart. Establish your lordship. Establish your words in my heart. In my life. From this very moment. From this very moment. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.